Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the first episode of Chief Concerns, the very first true Kansas City Chiefs debate-style show with former Chiefs players debating the current team. And who better to talk about this team than our two hosts, former tight end Jason Dunn, who spent eight years with the franchise, and former cornerback Eric Warfield, who also spent eight years with the team. And I'm your co-host, Marcus Dash, here to moderate and make sure these guys take it easy on each other. Gentlemen, are you guys ready to be going at each other like as if it was another dig for meal practice? Let's kick it off. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now, I got a question. Did you guys ever uh, come across each other's paths in practice? Like, Eric, I, I know you, you weren't afraid of anything, but I, I'm sure in practice, Jason coming around for a block. Did you guys, did you guys ever have any moments of uh, coming at each other? You know, there's never a, never an instance um, to where I would be lined up over Jason uh-huh. <laughs> by playing cornerback. Uh-huh. Um like I would never have to cover him, would never have to block him. So yeah, that 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 never came across my past, and I'm glad it didn't. That's a big boy. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot to get into today. Uh, first, the way the format of the show, we're going to go recaps, and then we're going to go previews of the following week. But first, we're going to get into Chiefs' concern number one, which was the 43 to 16 route in Denver, a team-oriented win with special teams and defensive touchdowns. Jason, were you surprised by how easy of a win that was for the Chiefs? Uh, you know what? I, 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 I actually somewhat was, and and the reason is because you know anytime you have a you know a divisional opponent, it, it's always going to be a hard game. You know, regardless of what you know a team that's playing, it doesn't matter if, if if they're a bad team, they're losing. Everybody in your division, you always get ready to play for. I mean, it's just because you you know the guys real well, and it's hard to to, to fool guys. You know, especially if you've been played them you know twice a year, you're gonna see them every year. So it's always like, look, it's, it's that guy that you know, almost like in the in the uh, schoolyard that you've been fighting, you know, since <laughs> like grade school, right? And so I, I was I was a little shocked that they they came out with that victory to what it was, but I mean, I think they they did a tremendous job, like you said, just you know, defensively, man, and special teams. I mean, just it, it, it was glaring, absolutely glaring on that part, Eric. I wouldn't necessarily say I was shocked uh, just because of the, the injuries Denver has and um, by how good our team is. And that's just not, you know, trying to sound arrogant, but I, I, I think we're probably the best team in the NFL. You know, we're still defending champs. So until we, until somebody knocks us off, I mean, outside of what the Raiders did, you know, that's just a, a end season game, but uh, currently we're still the, the, the Super Bowl champs. So, um, and playing like it. I know that against that Raiders team, we didn't look so good. Um, uh, what else? What other team we had that we didn't play so hot? Um, the the Chargers. You know, that's coming in with the new quarterback, but we had no clue what he was going to do, what he was made of, or what he was capable of. And uh, they they did a really good job against us. So, uh, but you know, we go out against the Baltimore team, and we you know blow the brakes brakes off of them, and 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 come out here and do the same thing against the Broncos. But um, you know, we've kind of had their number lately and, and them missing a Von Miller, who's an important key to, t- to their defense um, for a person like Mahomes to be out there. Um, you know, I, I felt like we would cover the spread or whatever that was. And I'm not even a spread type of guy because I don't bet. I don't gamble. Uh, I know it plays a part into a lot of what other people, uh, how they enjoy their sports. Um, and I, I do think that some of the players – think about that and they probably see that um 
at times. And I don't know how much it plays into how they play because it wasn't a big deal when I played. I don't know if Jason ever noticed that, but I, I never did. So, um, but just that Broncos game, I, I knew we win, but just not the way we won. I thought that Mahomes would have great numbers and he, he wasn't really needed. Um, our offense really wasn't needed. It was a, it was a good time to, um, to, to give uh, Bell and uh, uh, some looks uh, just coming in for after a week of being on the team. So uh, I, I was I was excited about it and yeah, not, not shocked here at all. Yeah, it was a, a nice team win with uh, Sorensen's touchdown and uh, Pringle coming on as a, the return man. But uh, this kind of leads into our next question, which is chief concern number two. Uh, in the last in the last two weeks, Mahomes has not eclipsed 225 yards passing and has not attempted more than 26 passes. And more concerning was going 0 for 8 on third downs. I think that's the, that, the big key, going 0 for 8 on third downs. Are you all concerned at how stagnant the offense has been over the last two weeks, Jason? Uh, you know what? You know what? Evaluating the game, and we'll go the, the two weeks, uh, but just, you know, kind of looking at this one, the, the, this last game, uh, some of my concerns was really on the offensive line. And I think what, what they actually did learn was watching what the Raiders did against uh, Kansas City. And when, when you see, you know, here you got the Raiders who has been mediocre, somewhat doesn't really have a great defense, but they knew what to do against uh, Patrick Mahomes. I could see how the offensive line was just making mistakes, minimal mistakes, minimal mistakes as far as like, you know, the, the pass protection, who do I block? Um, so that, that's part of the concern is offensive line. Also, you know, we like we just said, like some of the injuries, we got Sammy Watkins is out. Uh, and, and, and also too, man, when you, when you, when you have, uh, also two, and I was looking at Patrick Mahomes and it's hard, especially like doing that surface, that, that little like slush that you're, you're, you're trying to get a footing in, uh, it's it, when you're retreating as a, as offensive lineman, as, as, as really difficult, right? I mean, you still got, you know, my man, that's, that's who, uh, the outside linebacker, what's his name? Uh, Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Is that his name? So he, I mean, he, he was creating pressure. And I guys, uh, you get to see the offensive line just making bad decisions. Pat wouldn't get the hand, the ball out of his hands fast enough. I think the uh, the tight ends. I mean, Travis Kelsey had with three catches for like thirty five yards. So I mean, it, it it's a little concerning on that point because it's like, okay, if we know these things are coming up, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that they're coming up now, right? Because teams are going to start coming after you. Like like Eric said, I mean, you look look, we're the defending champs, so we know everybody's going to be swinging for the fences every time they play against Kansas City. And so the more that you do to try to disrupt what, what Patrick does, uh, the better off you're going to be. So everybody's going to try it. It's like, look, we don't win this when at least you're giving everybody a blueprint about what to do the very next game. Uh, so that's part of the concern. But I know, like I said, Sammy Watkins is out. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to get some more, you know, totes, of course. Uh, but the, the offensive line has to do a much better job. Absolutely. No doubt. Eric. Uh, right now, I don't have any concerns. And, uh, so the, the thing that I noticed is the Raiders came out with the same game plan that the Patriots had. And Bill Belichick, you know, he, he's one of those that he's going to always cre create some sort of mastermind defense to try to limit you to your success on offense and 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 try to make you mediocre. Um, and so he had just had his entire defense drop back. And I think he only went with a three or four man rush to try to create pre pressure and not let um, Patrick get too much out of the pocket to create these those big plays we usually have. And so the Raiders came with the same game plan. They just rushed forward the entire game and dropped many back in cover. So we weren't able to hit those deep 
passes that we're known for. Uh, but after that, like, I think we have good enough of an offensive staff to where they recognize that, notice it, to where we uh, pick it up and, and move forward throughout the season. And with Pat being such a, a good playmaker and having so many playmakers out there, I don't have any concern for our offense. I think that we're, we're able to put up points when we need it. Uh, now, also, we did lack some luster in that, that the Raiders game uh, that caused us to lose it. But it didn't cause any concern for me to, uh, to what we're headed with this, this season. I still think we're the best team out there uh, throughout all of the, the 32 teams out there. I know there's still a few teams that are undefeated, but I just think that we're still the best team um, offensive, defensively. Uh, as well, obviously, obviously, but as a whole, um, out in, in the NFL right now. Do you think I, I, I guess the kind of the third down portion of it? Yeah, it was it, it was a kind of a, the elements played a role in it. But do you think like I guess the last two weeks, you think uh, it kind of makes us appreciate Sammy Watkins' role more with the team? It does. But uh, you having a player like Travis Kelsey, who's damn near unstoppable, uh, Tariq uh, Tariq Hill, who's going to open the defense up with his explosiveness and speed. Um, it makes it a lot easier when you have a guy like Sammy Watkins who knows it, the offense inside and out um, and who knows at times how to move when your quarterback is on the move and outside of the pocket. Uh, so having those other guys come in, you would think that they would see and, and, and have some of those reps at practice to where they notice when to make certain moves, how to break off routes and how to get open uh, when you think your quarterback's on the move or when certain defenses are set a certain way. Uh, but maybe they haven't had the amount of reps that Sammy's had. And so lose, having a guy like him out, it does hurt. Uh, but I still think that with, we got so many weapons offensively to where I'm not concerned about where this team is at this early in the season. Uh, I still think that we're going to pick it up at the end of the season. More is to come from this offense. We're going to you know catch on real quickly uh, to limit some of the big plays on defense. And we'll be right back in the Super Bowl this year. Because to me, I don't think there's a team out there that we can't beat. You know, con considering what's going on this weekend with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, uh, if Baltimore proves themselves to go out and beat uh, – Pittsburgh goes out to beat Baltimore, then, yeah, we're going to have a dog fight come to that uh, AFC championship with Pittsburgh. And they have a great coach in Tomlin. Take nothing from him. He's, he's one of those masterminds like Belichick, um, who's had a really good career. And having been back, it, it just made that team that much more better. So uh, I think my pick this week is going to be Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to pull it out this week. And then you're going to have, you know, um, us three, uh, as far as AFC is concerned, uh, battling out for the AFC West or for AFC Championship. Well, I, I'll tell you what, and, 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 and he is absolutely right. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to just kind of talk about like the overall scheme is, as far as like offensive and defensively, right? So, and, and Eric could tell you, so with us on third down, you know, I, I think what people don't really look, they look at third down and, and, you know, you know, if you're, if you're getting the first down, but you got to look at the second down plays, what, what do you got on second down? And I seen sometimes it was, they was putting in, in, in a predicament it was long, like second and 13, or it, it was third and 10. You never want to be in a, in a long, distance third down. I mean, your percentages go down. It's so only defensively, that's what they want to do. So offensively, it works for us if we're like third and short, third and five, third. Look, it, to us, we should be able to get it. Matter of fact, it, it, it pulls up the percentages to try to even go down, go forward on fourth down. So anytime a defense can get you in the long, you know, third down or second down that holds you to something, then that puts your, your offense in a, in, a, in a bigger predicament to do things. 
Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I know, you know, he, like I said, knows that, you know, defensively. You never want to get in that situation as an offense. Uh, nope. Yeah, so that was, that was like some of the concerns because it's like, all right, what do we call it? What, you know, what are you doing on second down to get you to third down and long? And you, man, that, that, that is tough. And especially if you have like, a, I would say, you know, uh, Clyde El- Edwards Hilaire. So smaller yeah, back. I can't pronounce his name either. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've been using CEH. And I was like, how can you make it sound cool? To, you know, <laughs> you know, so I, I, you know, Hilaire, my man Hilaire, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, CEH, man, he, he's, you know, smaller back, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get out in the passing game. So then all of a sudden you start getting the third down, like like Eric said, like Belichick. Well, look, we're just going to drop the guys back, right, in zones. These little guys got to try to find a zone. Patrick going to have to, you know, thread the needle to get the ball in there uh, to try to get the first down. So it's tough. Uh, it's tough. And but we're a chunks offense, though. I'm sorry about that, Mark. We're, we, we get plays in chunks, Jay. You know? Yeah, yeah. This offense that we got right now, they don't like five and six yards. You know, they don't – you know, if we get – I think the complaint that came from us uh, – I won't say us, but with the Chiefs mm-hmm. is um, on our first down plays, we would try to give, you know, Clyde the ball and see if he can get, pick up a few yards yeah. um, on the run, in the run game. And it was like we, were, we weren't getting anything. And so that was the concern after we lost that Raiders game. It was like, well, we don't have a rushing attack. And everybody – you can read it all throughout Twitter – but we don't have a running attack. Offensive line is doing this, and, and then they're hurt. You know, we're getting, now we're getting too much pressure on Patrick. Uh, so what's going on with the offense? And all of a sudden, Bell becomes available. Okay, we, we may have solved that problem. I just don't think it was that much of an issue at all. Like, I don't care who you are, undefeated team, defending champs, struggling team. You're going to have a game to where you struggle. But that doesn't mean that your team's falling apart because you struggled that game. And that's kind of why I thought that everybody was kind of jumping ship and was like like uh, causing concerns for everybody else. It's like, oh, man, we don't have a running game. We got this young rookie at LSU, and he's really not what we thought he was going to be. But when the first few games was out, like, he was like the best thing that we could have had on offense. Like, nobody complained then. Right. And all of a sudden, he has, like, one bad game to where he's not rushing, you know, on his first attempts or three or four yards a game to give us that short yardage to completion. But still, like I said, that wasn't – didn't really hurt our offense because that's not how – they play. They eat up chunks. You know, we take chunks with either Kelsey or Tyreek Hill down down the middle, or even uh, our, our our inside guys uh, down the seam. So we're a chunks offense. But for us to just go for quick slants, we don't do that. We don't do quick outs or uh, zero routes. You know, we want to hit you for something big, and we're going to you know open this defense wide open. And we haven't been able to do that because if they're dropping everybody back, and you got those deep safeties. You can't take risk with those chunks. Yeah, you know the the what I seen in this last game. I was watching, man. That 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 outside linebacker. I mean, they, they didn't really have an answer to him. So when Chubb would come in, I mean, Patrick would be like, because he wants to hold the ball, right? He, he wants a little bit more time, but he can set his feet. But if you don't have that, it, and I'm on you, you know. And I seen that. That's a that's a good point, E, because he didn't look for like a quick pass. He didn't, he didn't look for it. There was one. It was just wide open in the middle. And he didn't even look for him. He, matter of yep. fact, uh, Hilaire had, had came out on a flare route where Chubbs had came. That's immediately like a hot read, right? Uh, yeah. Quarterback. It's a hot read. Let it go. And he, he, for whatever reason, he just pumped and he did. He kept it. He, I was just like, what, what is he doing? What is he thinking about? Yeah. So, 
Man, it, it's, it, it might be part of it, though, right? Because you said we, we, we are chunks. He's looking for chunks. Yeah. We don't, we don't look for short plays. <laughs> and there, there was one play I noticed, too. It was one of Le'Veon's snaps where it was a passing play. When he was in there, he was doing a, swing, a little swing pass. And uh, Mahomes looked to him, but he didn't get his head around fast enough, so Mahomes had to, had to take it. I guess that's more of uh, timing with the quarterback. Yeah. That, 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 that's all. It's a, you know, that's getting to know your quarterback a little bit. But um, on the whole Le'Veon Bell situation, actually, so that was one thing, and this is Chiefs concern number three. That was uh, this, this weekend was his highly anticipated debut. Uh, he only had two less carries than Clyde, which I think – I mean, I, we know not many people were talking about that. I mean, we, obviously the game script was a little different. You know, we were we were dominating, but you know, Hilaire had eight carries and uh, Le'Veon only had six carries, which is only two less. And that was his, with one week with a team. Um, what do you think that says about him? I guess uh, adapting to the playbook already. And what do you think that says about the team kind of um, trusting him already to give him only two less carries than Clyde in his first game? I just think they gave him a, enough plays to where in practice. Um, to let him get fit in, to to, to get him fitted in, uh, he's not, there's no way he's going to learn that whole entire playbook in that short of time. So it's it's more so, hey, we're going to draw up a few plays when Le'Veon comes in. You know, he's got this much of the playbook, so we're going to give him this much to play with. But we want to get him uh, fit into this offense quickly. Uh, he's a proven running back. He's he's an All Pro guy. Uh, just wasn't the fit for the Jets. Um, I think he fits in well with what we do because he's he's great and 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 um, down the field catching the ball and he's a great running back, uh, just driving uh, taking it up through the middle. But I'm still I'm I'm on my guy Clyde. Like I think he's a great running back. I think he's a great potential for us. He fits what we what we want. And so far, take away that Raiders game, you know we still have a, a pretty potent offense that's just slowly coming together, but still kicking butt. Jason, I, I tell you what, you, you could see uh, <laughs> uh, Clyde Hilaire and Joker started toting the rock a little bit harder these last. Oh yeah. Times. <laughs> hey, in, in any time when your job is on the line, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you when you know somebody was bringing somebody in for your job, right? You start lacing your shoes up. Oh the, yeah. Eat a bucket of tear strap up twice. You know so. He had a little bit extra gas and steam but between his running this last two yeah. So, you know, I know he was just like, uh-oh, wait a minute, hold on. This is Le'Veon Bell. I'm not going to let this joker come in and just start eating like that, right? Because <laughs> you start eating into his food. Uh, but, look, but Le'Veon, and I'll say this, without a doubt, one of the most talented running backs to ever play the game. Uh, his style is, is one is, that's – is just so unique the things he can do physically. I think that it was a bad choice for him to go to the Jets, right? He kind of fell in the way. He's like, all right, they don't want me. You think your girl still wants you? She don't really want you. She'll call you back like she should, right? <laughs> so you end up going somewhere else down the road, and you really didn't want to be there, but you, you end yeah. up finding yourself there, right? <laughs> and, and so finally, you, you have it out out of the relationship, right? You end up walking out the door and, and you find a new team that you need to go somewhere else. Like, okay, this is a better fit for me. And, yeah. and I think with, with the enemy, and I think this, this, no other place would have a better shot for Le'Veon to be than have somebody like Eric the enemy uh, at the helm. Really. I mean, a running back that's, that, yep. that's been there, that knows what to do, 
knows how to get in his head. They how to get the me- the best out of him. Uh, and so yeah, like like Eric said, you, you know, you give him just just a, enough where he can you know get a couple carries here and there. Look, I just want you to learn these ten plays. These ten you're gonna be in, and that's it, right? Do what you will with the ten. Uh, and so it's it's gonna be really exciting. Uh, and I tell you what, man, I was jumping up a damn when he got in. I'm like, oh, here he goes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he's gonna do. So do you think we're gonna? Uh, I guess last year when Cream Hunt uh, joined uh, the Browns, he finally after his eight game suspension. There was, there was a lot of times we saw Kareem Hunt and Chubb in at the same time. Do you think we're going to see a lot of, of CEH and Bell in at the same time in two back sets? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's – it is possible. I don't know if that's what uh, that's within our offensive scheme. Uh, that that That's something Jason knows. Like, I, I don't know how, you know, you scheme two running backs in with – when you have such unique uh, receivers out there, when you got a Tariq Hill, uh, Pringle, and Sammy Watkins, and uh, McCole Hardman, uh, so how do you, you know, how do you throw two running backs in with a scheme like that? I don't know. You know, when you have a scheme, when you put two running backs, and I, and I think really what you're trying to do is you force the defense, like, okay, what, what's going to – are they going to run? Are they going to pass? You know, so we know uh, uh, Hilaire can get out and catch the ball. Le'Veon can do the same. Uh, then all of a sudden what you do, you bring them back in. And, and the Chiefs do so much of movement. There's so much motion that <laughs> that's what you want. So now all of a sudden you take it out of – uh, Tyreek Hill's hand, you know, maybe on that speed option or that little quick little jet sweep. Now all of a sudden you got Le'Veon coming across. Give it to him or, you know, Hilaire doing it. Uh, and just now you just have uh, Tyreek getting down the field, you know, stretching the defense, taking the top off the defense. Uh, and, and so when you have that, that many weapons, uh, then, yeah, man, I, I mean, you, you got to have them out on the field. Because why would you sit there and have a Porsche sitting in your garage when you could be out there driving it, right? I mean, I would. I want. I want to drive the fast car. You know, <laughs> get me out there on the road. So, I mean, you probably won't drive that Porsche. You got a Ferrari sitting next to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> drive them both, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of times in Pittsburgh where he was playing in the slot. Like they, they, they would put him out with the, with the receivers. They, they 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 motion him out to an empty set, and that's one thing. And both Ceh and Bell are both good receiving backs. So. I mean, it is something that you can't. You definitely have them both in at the same, at the same time. It's, I mean, it's just an, it's another toy, you know. It's no, another thing to scare the defenses with our uh, our chunk offense. Um, and and, and I, what do you think? So that'd be the main concern with a player like Le'Veon because when you bring him into an offense like this, your defense, well, not your defense, but the defense is going to be too keen in on him because they think we want to get him the ball. He's only been there for a short time, so we think he wants to get the ball. So obviously, he comes in as a distraction. And now you got Kelsey or somebody else running straight down for a touchdown, and we kick it off wide open. So he can be a a, a, a main focus of concern because he thinks that you know the defense thinks that we're going to go to him at all the time at all points just to get him uh, acquainted. Uh, but he can also be that's just that, that big distraction, or he can just be that power running back and receiver that he's been that he's proven himself to be. Yeah, and he had two 16-yard runs, which I saw that. That was his longest run he's had in, like, two years. So, that's uh, it's, n- it's nice to have a guy like that in, in our team, especially I'm sure he's loving the fact that he's got all these guys. It's not a stack, it's not a stack box like it was in, in New York. So Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, okay, moving on to uh, chief concern number four, which is uh, we're going to go into the, the, the preview portion of it, the preview this weekend against Le'Veon's former team. So the New York Jets are coming to town uh, this weekend, and the opening Vegas line has had the Chiefs at a 21.5-point favorite. Now I, I believe it's down to 19 points. Um, and, Eric, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but uh, as players, do you all take notice of the betting lines? Um, because being a three-touchdown underdog, it's got to be somewhat embarrassing. It's got to be more bulletin board material. Now, do you guys ever remember a time where you saw a line, a, a line of your game, like, oh man, Vegas thinks we're gonna lose by ten? I mean, was that was that ever a point where you guys thought, like, you thought about this stuff, or no? When you guys were not me, because I, I don't, I, we we never had, I never paid attention to the lines. You know, I just looked at where we were ranked and you know uh, who we had in front of us and how we had to play. I don't think as a in my position meetings, Peter ever brought that up. Like, hey, they got us, you know. Down, here to lose by 10 or three points for this game. So we got to step it up. Like that, that was never concerned. It was always, it didn't matter who you were playing. You know, your mission was to go out there and win at all costs. Jason. Well, my bookie would call me every Tuesday. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. No, man, I, I had to be honest with you. I, I have never, ever looked at the line when I was, never, to be honest with you. Never heard that. Uh, now, we used to – sometimes when I had I – know John Bruton was my offensive coordinator when I was in Philadelphia. He would say, you know, a few things like, oh, you know, they got us up for, you know, one touchdown or two touchdowns. What are y'all guys going to say about that? So that was really the only thing that you might hear and I would hear from him. But other than that, I never looked at the line. I just didn't know. I had no idea, really. Yeah, neither. Well, going into games, you guys see, I mean, obviously forget about the point spread of the game. But when you guys were going to, let's say you were one and four, and you're going against a team that was five and zero at that point, you guys obviously come in with that underdog mentality going into the game, knowing that no one's picking us to win this week, but we're going to come in and kick ass. I mean, was that kind of uh, forgetting about the point portion of it? Did you guys know if you guys are the underdogs going into games? Yeah, I mean, you kind of know that depending on who you're playing, like that you're the underdog. Um, but again, it's like it doesn't matter who you're playing if they're under, you know, undefeated or haven't won a game. Uh, it's still your mission to go out there and either put a, a, a L in that, that loss column if you can. So, and, and add one to yours, so uh, to your win column. So I, it, I never paid attention. I don't think my side or, or the D, DBs ever paid attention or heard about um, the line and what we're favored or unfavored by. But Jason was a part of our high-powered offense and they were putting up about 80 points a game like, like Golden State. So they might've been. <laughs> That true, Jason? No, and it, that is absolutely true. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, look, we Al Saunders was offensive coordinator. He did not play every week. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, man, we're gonna run up the scoreboard on these guys. Uh, and and it, I, I can remember at least three games in, in for a fact. I remember Atlanta uh, defense when when they had Michael Vick, and they were undefeated. I think when they came to Arrowhead, you remember that? E. I do remember that, but see, you can't say we just intentionally ran up the score on that because that wasn't throwing the ball. We had six, I think it was six rushing touch. That's rushing. Yeah, yeah, rushing the ball. You ain't trying to run the score up, right? Well, okay. Well, so we knew we knew that they were ranked, right? We we knew how, how yeah. they were ranked defensively. You know, we talk about like all the things that you know the defense has has arrived, and you know they they got a compliment to Michael Vick. Now we just thought about man, it's just toting the rock. 
I think we had everybody. We had guys. I, I think uh, Shropshire, who was our ball boy, came in. <laughs> we had everybody score against that defense. We had like 500 yards rushing. I mean, it was yeah. But yeah, we. You know, you go into the game knowing you're underdogs and how good the defense is, how good the offense is, and that that, that just inspires you to do more, right? It does. I mean, that's why we play the game because we want to compete against the best. And if we're playing against the best, we want to make sure we know what we're doing. So it, 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 it never mattered. I, and I'll tell you another one, too. This is pretty funny. We were 0-3. We ended up going to uh, Baltimore, playing the Ravens on Monday night. Uh, and so, you know, of course, they do the whole thing. And then here comes uh, 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 Ray. You know, Ray Ray comes out here, does his little dance, right? You know, everybody's going crazy. And, and all I can remember was just, we just sitting over just walking up and down the sideline like, man, we're barely there, they back <laughs> and, and you know, but you are you aware of those things if you're an underdog and you just want to come in and do well, you do so, yeah, yeah. That's part of the deal, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the I guess the opposite view of that is what uh, Chris Jones had a press conference today and he kind of mentioned that they asked him what he thinks of the Jets because that, that's a good football team that we're playing against. They say, you know, they haven't won a game, but that's still a good football team, which I think. Obviously, you know, it shows maturity on that point, but it also it's, you know, it's it's still that's a hungry team we're playing this week. And I, I think that, well, what do you think about that, Eric? I just had a comment on that today because I saw that Adam Teicher uh, printed that, you know, Adam's a, a writer for the Kansas City uh, newspaper out there. And my thing was, I don't care if the team has hasn't won a game. There's still professional athletes on that team and they're going to they're going to perform like their professional athletes, whether they've won a game or not, they're still a professional team. And I remember vividly, we were undefeated um, one season. I, I don't think the Raiders had won a game that year. And we ended up losing to the Raiders. And they hadn't won a game. And we ended up giving them their only win that season. Uh, but that's because we overlooked them. Didn't, didn't even care about who they were. We just figured that they were just a bad team. And uh, they didn't have a chance. And we went out there and laid in, I, we didn't lay an egg, but we just didn't play well. Uh, and they ended up getting the win. So it's, it's the same thing going against this Jets team. Just because they haven't won a game doesn't mean they're going to go out there and not fight. Yeah, I, I guess it goes into, you know, saying like you don't play down to the competition, right? Exactly. Things like, you, you know, you don't think, just, yeah, because they haven't won a game, they're not a professional football team. I mean, those guys on the other side get paid too. Uh, and especially – it's going to be one of those like, okay, they know they're going against Le'Veon, so the defense wants to do well, right? I'm sure, you know, the uh, uh, Gase is telling them all the time, like, look, he left the team, he quit on us, we, you know, we didn't want him here, so we're going to make him pay for it. All those little things that may be going on in the locker room, that's just part of it. And then, of course, Le'Veon, I know on the other side, it's like, listen, you know what? He, he's going to be ready for this game. So we got to get me. Feed me. Feed me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's probably opened up the door to Andy's office. Hey, man, you know, you know I played against him, right? You know, I played with him every five minutes. So, yeah, they, they're going – He's. I'm looking for him to get at least 10 to 15 carries this game. You know, just for him, like you said, for him to get acclimated into the offense and show what he can actually bring to the table, what he can do. So this is going to be his, his big coming out party yep. uh, right now. So at, at this point on, it's like, okay, from what are we going to see from him? You know, so – you know, is 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 he from the critics? Is he washed up? Right? Has he lost a step? Well, I, I tell you what, uh, we're talking about the guy that had, you know, probably the, the best uh, 
yards per carry, what, a few years ago? Uh, we're going to see if he's back. We're going to see if he's back. So, And, and that does lead us to our next uh, chief concern, um, number five, which is obviously this is Bell's revenge game, right? And do you think, you, 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 Eric, you said feed me. Do you think he's actually going to the coaches and telling them this week, like, you know, make sure to give me the ball, give me the, my touches this week? Oh, um, yeah, I guarantee you. And I guarantee you the coaches know that. But I still, I, 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 he's still in their ear. How can I get more involved? Like, what? Give me extra plays. I'm ready. And he's probably hasn't left his room, or, and he's studying this playbook as 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 detailed as possible, just so he can get, uh, just like Jake said, acclimated to this game, so he can make his put his imprint on this game and on this team. Is that something coaches are, are going to be or mindful of even before him coming to them? Do you think they're already they already? They're aware that he's a high-profile guy. It's not just some somebody coming to their team and saying, "Oh, I'm playing playing against my old team." You think the coaches are mindful of that? That he's going to want to get his this week? Definitely. I mean, of course, we're going to go out and play our offense, and if we just happen to be in this smooth rhythm of just unstoppable driving down the field, yeah, you might see Le'Veon twenty-plus carries or twenty-plus plays involved in this game. Yeah, and I'll tell you just from. You know, personal standpoint, uh, when I left Philadelphia and I came to uh, Kansas City, uh, you know, offensive coordinator came to me and said, hey, man, you know, look, we playing Philadelphia. It's your old team. And he was like, look, we're going to try to get you some looks. And I was just like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm ready. And so it's it's kind of funny. So every time I was out there and I'm blocking these guys, you know, Dawkins and all these, the guys that I, I came in with that I got drafted with, uh, it's kind of crazy because you're going against their sideline, you turn their sideline, you're talking to their coach, you talk to the, you know, your old teammates. Uh, so it's 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 like a little circus that goes on, man. It's the game is inside the game, you know. Oh, yeah, they- yeah. Because you know, then of course you know they start messing with you. Hey, you ain't you, you ain't fast. You ain't got biggest. You can get out here, man. <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of John going back and forth. But like you said, when you stay within the the scheme of what it is you want to do, uh, you know, you just start at least try to, uh, you know, feature him more, right, than, you know, Clyde Hilaire. And this is my, you know, CEH, hey, hey, listen. Hey, hey take a back seat. Right. <laughs> hey, look, this man earned this. This is what we're going to do for him this week. Now, you know, if he if he does what he's supposed to do, then fine. Then we'll do the, like the mix. But if he doesn't, be ready. So, you know. Yep. Um, and so our, fi- our final ch- chief concern is number six here is um, obviously I think we all know, I-, I think we all think that the Chiefs are going to win this weekend, regardless of the spread, 21, 19, whatever it is. I think we all can agree that they are going to win. But what is something that you are looking for most when watching this game? Eric? Me just more consistency uh, offensively and defensively. I-, I-, I think our defense is starting to gel a bit uh, sooner this year than they did last year. Um, and making more plays. I love that Sorensen is, is, has gotten in rhythm. His last two games have been really big for him. Um, but just seeing how the defense is coming well, uh, coming together so well and playing together, and just the fits with Le'Veon and, and, and everybody else, and, and hopefully we get Sammy Watkins back to, to solidify this offense. But other than that, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. You know, like I said, even with the Raiders game, that's just one loss in the season. I'm still happy with that. We, we only got this one loss on, the, on our record. I think we have a really good team. We got the best player in the NFL. Um, and so far, best coaching staff in the NFL. And, and our schedule doesn't look that tough to finish off with. Uh, so I cannot see us um, not representing in the, in the Super Bowl. So, Jason? 
Yeah, so mine is the same thing. It's, I mean, it's going to be offensively, you know, it's going to be the fit, the chemistry, right, that you have with Le'Veon, especially right now at this point. Uh, you know, you you got a, you got an extra weapon that's coming in. So is he going to fit into what, you know, the Chiefs do, right? Because we know offensively they, they, they've been tremendous over the past couple of years. Uh, and so, you know, it's always a question. And I think it's going to help him out a lot because now he's not, I want to say, the quote, quote, guy, right? He knows he's like, uh, you know, Patrick's there. He's, uh, you know, he knows how to play within that scheme, and we're going to find that out. Uh, Defensive-wise, it's just like you said, maintain it. Uh, and, I, and I feel like they, 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 they you know, they, defense, they've been kind of overlooked a little bit. Right, because our offense has always overshadowed the defense. But I think now this is like the defense is starting to get a little bit more of that, you know, their, their uh, reputation and a little bit more respect for what they do. And if they just continue to do that, like when you when you sit there and you say Patrick has a bad game, right? What is the defense going to do? And so they stepped up, man, the past couple of weeks, and that's what you want to be able to see. I think they're ranked what fourth right now in uh, defense in the entire league. That's that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it's funny. It's funny hearing your guys uh, on, on these kind of games. You know, because when you watch these shows, they're always, oh, the Jets Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I know. What do they think about that game? It's like, but you know, you you guys. I'm talking to you guys. You know, you guys are X's and O guys. So hearing what you have to say when watching these games that are going to be cakewalks, you're still looking at specific things here, which is, um, you know, I spe- consistency in the offense and I guess the gelling of Le'Veon's starting to transition over. So we'll be looking for those things. All right, so our final segment of the show is our Chiefs Kingdom Concern segment where we look at some of the Chiefs Kingdom hot takes on Twitter and get each of you to respond to one of them. So, Jason, our first one from Chiefs Kingdom is for you. It comes from a reply tweet to NFL Network's James Palmer's original tweet, which said, Patrick Mahomes had a conversation with Tyron Matthew before speaking with the media. He told Matthew, young Patrick would have tried to force some throws and maybe throw a bad interception. He's learned that when the defense is playing well and throws aren't there, don't force anything. The reply tweet, there's one you're replying to, is from at Ryan McChesney1. And he said, so um, he's turning into Alex Smith. Jason, what is your response to that tweet? Uh, So let me say this. Uh, don't ever use yeah. Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes in the same sentence, okay, in comparison. All right? Nothing against Alex Smith, but this, this is nowhere near <laughs> Patrick Mahomes turning into Alex Smith. Uh, if anything, you, what you're you're looking at is that type of maturity. It is that type of growth that he's he's realizing. Look, I could win games with my my arm all the time, but now what I'm really understanding is I don't necessarily have to. I don't have to force these things, right? Because like I was looking these past two weeks, he's realizing now that he can rely on his his defense. The defense is out there, and he could he could kind of sit back and relax. That's, that's a wonderful place you want to be as a quarterback and as an offense. Uh, so the, you know that's maturity on this part. You know, that's growth. Uh, and, and so when you're talking to the other captain, right, uh, uh, Honey Badger, tell you're like, look, I know you're going to have these guys ready. So anytime that we're, you know, we're not hitting on all cylinders like we should, I know you got my back. And I know he's sitting there like, look, we got you. Don't worry about it. You don't have to do, you know, force these throws. Don't put us in a position or predicament where you know, all of a sudden it's hurting us. And so you, you have to have that conversation, especially with the, with the two leaders, right, on offense and defense about, what it is and what, what's the vision about how you want to take the team. And so I, I think that's it, more so than anything else, that is uh, it's maturity. But yeah, yeah, Alex Smith, do not use Alex Smith and uh, uh, 
Patrick Mahomes in the same sentence ever again. No, <laughs> I agree. And, and I'm sure as far as Mahomes goes, I'm sure he's loving the fact that Evans is, is playing up right now because, I mean, going back to his college days, he's never really played with a, with a defense. I mean, Texas Tech doesn't – I mean, they have, they have 11 guys out there. But that, that defense, I don't know what the scheme is in Texas Tech, or at least when he was there, but, I mean, that's just Big 12 football. It's just touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. There's no, there's no yeah. really stops. Um, but thanks, Jason. Okay, so uh, Eric closes out here with our final Chiefs Kingdom concern, which comes from at Chuck underscore DC, who tweeted – I still think Hardman will be great in KC, but we missed out on DK Metcalf. Absolute stud. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Eric, what is your response to that concern made by Chuck? I'm 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 proud of who we have right now, and I, I don't. McCole Hardman is a great player. Uh, he, he he's a receiver, he's slash return guy, so special teams. Uh, he he's a he's a he's a great player for what we need, and take nothing from anybody else. Um, I I feel like we we can bring in. Anybody right now, they're going to fit into this offense with what Patrick brings as a quarterback. Uh, he's going to make everybody better. He's almost like the LeBron of the NBA. He's going to make you a better player. All you have to do is do your job. Don't be concerned when the ball is coming. It's going to come. Just be prepared when it gets there. And uh, you're going to fit right into what we're doing. Just buy into it. Buy into what we are. And uh, you're going to be a great player. And I feel like McCole has done that. And he's what we need. I to say the I forget the name that you brought up with the other guy that they said we should have gotten. Uh, DK Metcalf. DK, great player, but still, does he make us that much better? I don't know that. We only have one ball, and I know right now, uh, our first player we look to now is, is Kelsey, and after that, uh, Tariq Hill is is, is a go getter, and and Sammy Watkins is, is 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 also another great playmaker. So uh, Metcalf's going to have to find his way to 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 become something that I, I mean, I saw him in college and he did a great job, but for what we have right now with our offense, Kelsey's number one. And I don't think he's going to outplay Kelsey. Uh, and uh, to me, Tariq Hill is number two. So he's got to find his way into this offense one way or another. And I just like the fits that we have right now to where we're going. Um, it, it just, it right now, it just all seems what we need is right what we have. And I think um, with, with Watkins' injury right now, I think it's kind of helping uh, McColl grow when, when you say. It is. It is. Um, McColl's a good player. He's fast. You know, and we speed kills a lot. <laughs> so it opens up a lot. And that's the thing that, especially with Tariq Hill, is he adds so much pressure on your safeties to, to open up the, off, the, the offense. So that defense is stretched. And so anything underneath, uh, Watkins was always there. Kelsey's always there. Uh, whoever else is lined up in that slot is always there. Uh, the running back coming out of the backfield is going to have room to run because Tariq Hill is stretching that defense so so far out. Um, so having that type of speed with two guys out there, uh, but that being a big part of our offense is wanting to take those chunks is kind of what took away from us those, those, those uh, two weeks against the Patriots and the Raiders. So uh, we've kind of – I know that we dialed it down a little bit and we're not looking to take those chunks and we're taking what the defense has given us now. And so you're not having uh, a lot of those big plays that we've had over the years, but we still get victories. Actually, one question I wanted to ask you, Jason. Um, last week, okay, we talked about a little bit of the offensive woes, was uh, the, the uh, number two tight end, Kaiser, who uh, – the only two plays that I can think of him this year is – when that in the Oakland game was like third and 18 where Mahomes scrambled right. And then he found uh, him in the middle of the field, he dropped it. And then this play this past Sunday, 
when he fumbled the ball and, it, and the offense looked like it was starting to get its um, get things going and he fumbled the ball as the number two tight end when, when, when stuff like that happens I mean when you get your opportunity right because I mean I think uh, uh, Ricky Seals Jones has been out so he's got uh, Kaiser's got more opportunity as a number two tight end when you get your when your name is called I mean you kind of have to capitalize in, in those situations obviously I mean what would be your advice to uh, Kaiser and I guess after, I mean, a fumble like that in his limited playing time. Well, I, I, I'll say this, especially in, in the passing game. Uh, I mean, when you have an opportunity, you got you to make the best of it. I mean, you really do. You know, because you never know when the ball's going to come to you again. That's why I, every time the ball was thrown to me, I try to catch it with my arm, my legs, and everything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, man, I, I'll say this, man. He had he had to fumble. He, had, he gave up two sacks. Uh you see, what else was it? So, I mean, when, I, when I'm, I'm looking at that play, and I hope, and, and, and this was part of, like, the whole scheme of, like, where they, they put in for the tight end to stay in block, you're putting him in a predicament if you have – if he's not strong enough to, to stand up there to block for Patrick Mahomes. He gave him two sacks. Two sacks was on him. Uh, that's, that's tough because then, like you said, hey, you're not doing your job. You're not seeing this. So, you're not even thinking about just getting looks. So, you better hope that they ain't – you no, know, taking your, your cleats out your, your locker, giving it to somebody else. So, uh, you know, it was really, it was really kind of uh, disappointing to see that, but you, you have to take advantage of your opportunities when you have it. So hopefully he's seeing this and, and he, he's going to get it and righten the ship from this point on. And if not, man, it's just, man, uh, that, that's it's tough. It was a tough game for him. Tough game for him. All right. All right, guys. Well, I think we got out of that pretty painlessly. We'll see you guys next week where we recap the Jets matchup and talk about our upcoming game against the Carolina Panthers. If anyone in hashtag Chiefs Kingdom has any Chief concerns for these two legends, please tweet at us at, at Concerns Chief, and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.